Welcome to Rock Solid Radio. This is Merle Hutchinson being joined today by my partner in life, Linda Hutchinson. Hello, Linda. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I've, I've got my fall mug. The, the, the air is kind of cool. I know you don't like that, but I like it. Uh, you know, I'll take it for a little while, but yeah. whatever. Until the leaves start coming off Until the trees. Until the leaves then you'll come start down and it's rainy and <laughs> yucky and dark. I love fall. It's my favorite. I, like I know fall. there's people out there listening that love fall too. Yeah. Uh, so I got a question for you. I want to dig back into your past a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about friends. Friends. Ooh. Friends. Is it like the show friends? I have people that are like obsessed with the show friends. Yeah. We're not talking about the show friends tonight. No, not the show. Okay. Not the show. <laughs> talking about growing up yeah. and the friends we had. Yeah. Okay. And I, I know several of your friends. Yeah. Okay. And so I have a question for you. Knowing what you know about parenting now and raising mm-hmm. kids, should have you hung around some of the friends you hung mm-hmm. around? Were all of those friends good influences in wow, your life? That was not in the script. What in the world? Where you? <laughs> that, that, How about this? Should have your parents said, you shouldn't hang around so-and-so? Well, now you don't have to use names. No, I'm not going to use any names. names. And I might even send them to a few, this show to a few. Jenny, she is not thinking (laughs) of you right now. But (laughs) um, honestly, back in the days before internet, the kids don't understand this. Before cell phones and internet, horse and buggy, you literally met with friends that you went to school with or lived around you, right? That's the only way you connected with friends. And so those friends happen to be friends of my parents. And so those families, my parents knew their families and we hung around, we went on vacation together with, or, you know, we'd have neighborhood parties with. And so they knew all my friends and their families. So, Mm. you know. So you're trying to say that your parents would approve of all of your friends. They knew all my friends. <laughs> they maybe not knew everything was going on with my friends, but they knew my friends and they knew their families and they trusted those families. And so yeah. there was no question about going over to Angie's house or to yeah. Jenny's house that they knew, or Nika's house, they knew that those parents yeah. were there right. and they were good. What about you? You're not getting off the hook that easy. What about your friends? I've heard stories about your I friends. I didn't have any friends. <laughs> no, you actually were like friends with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you had friends in every category. Uh, so, uh, you know, I have thought about this. Um, we lived in a more rural area growing up, at least in, in high school, my high school years. Now, I was going to say now, elementary. You in my elementary years, there was no question. My friends were would have been approved by my parents because, just like you said, my parents knew all their parents. We right. were all kind of in the same hood, so it was all good. You lived in the hood, and our neighborhood was the hood. <laughs> and so, but in high school, it was more of a rural area, and it was nothing mm. unusual at all to drive twenty twenty five minutes over to a guy house that Mm. you went to school with and my parents had no clue uh, where I was going uh, or who these people were. And in hindsight, I would say... Is that a good thing or a bad thing? um, You know, mostly it was fine. It was fine. But there were definitely some things that um, some of my friends were doing and I would maybe be attached to, uh, you know, guilty by association. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't an angel, so I wouldn't want to try to get that across. But the idea that if my parents knew, they'd mm. probably be like, we don't know if this is a very smart thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there were some questionable things. And again, you know, when I look at it today, 
these people are fine and good people and everything. But my parents probably would have said, mm. uh, you need to think twice. My parents didn't ask a lot of questions. Yeah. And, and I, that's, that, I would I say that. I didn't offer things right. uh, voluntarily. And so I kind of just kind of got around things by them not asking. And yeah. I think they didn't ask because they didn't want to know. And that's not good either. So we're going to be talking about today kids, your kids, and their friends. And so I know this is a huge topic that we get a lot about with our parents that come in and where should we f- land in that? So yeah, we're going to be talking about What's the about level that. of involvement, right? Yeah. Like we, we talked about the idea of our parents mm-hmm. being involved when it was easy, like when all the kids were in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. but then to actually have to seek out like Oh, um, I've never met this kid before. Yeah, so what what's this about? And so we're going to talk just as Linda said about well, what should we do? Mm-hmm. At what point do we become um, an, somebody who's interfering or intrusive? Or do we just become um, complacent and allow yeah. things to happen right under our nose? So let's thank a few sponsors and let's get into helping our parents figure out yeah. what they should do in this situation. We want to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions and Maxwell Construction for just coming alongside Rock Solid Radio and being a part of just really reaching out in the community and our schools and our churches and, tra- and homes and trying to help equip parents so that we can you know, raise successful, independent, healthy adults. And so that's what we're here to do today. So we thank Casey's and Maxwell Construction. All right, very good. A couple of little announcements uh, we've got coming up. So we still want to make a reminder, put a reminder out there that on November 5th and 6th, there is a marriage retreat uh, uh, being offered and sponsored by Bright Christian Church uh, over in Southeast Indiana. But the actual retreat will be at the Mason Hilton Garden Inn. So that's that's on November 5th and 6th. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's open to anyone, even though it's being uh, sponsored by Bright Christian yeah. Church. And so if you want information on that, you can call Bright Christian Church at 812-637-3388, and they can give you the details on signing up for yeah, that. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Our theme is really cool, and and we're really um, going to be hitting some th- parts to our marriage that really need to be shored up and strengthened. We also want to remind you that we not only do coaching, marriage and family and individual coaching in our podcasts, but we also do fitness. Faith, family and fitness are our three pillars. And so we have a gym in our office. And so we do classes six days a week. And hun, I know that you are kind of uh, reigniting a beginner class on mm-hmm. Tuesday and Thursday evenings where people who maybe are really needing to get back into some fitness or don't even know the workout that we do, we call it finishing. It's just a really good time to say, hey, I'm new. I don't know where to begin. And that's where you come. Yeah, yeah. So it's an exciting thing to get in. It's something very different. So we uh, would ask that if you are in one of those situations where you need to get yourself back in shape or you want to do something different, or I'll even say, in particular, if you're having back issues, Mm. um, we have just found our particular exercise of finishing to be incredible at strengthening the back like nothing else that you do because it'll do it in 360 degrees of plane. Mm -hmm. And, And that just makes all the difference. So Come join us. Um, you can reach out to us at rocksolidfamilies.org if you have questions. But again, yeah. we are 7 to 8 on Tuesday and Thursday and Monday, PM. Wednesday, and PM, and yeah. Monday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Friday at 8 a.m. Yeah, so. I had a, a, a new folks person today and they were talking about how just great of a workout it was it was really kind of surprising to them so so the, honey let's get back to the question that co- comes up a lot and that is should I as a parent get involved or maybe even intervene with who my kids friends are 
So that's a great question. I was talking to a parent just the other night and she's like, man, I can't wait to listen because I need some help with this. And so we're going to be talking really to parents of kids of all ages and we're going to really kind of start early. But the initial answer, hun, simple answer is what? Is yes. Yes, we are going to be involved. So this is not something like, well, it's my kid's business. No, Mm, they are uh, your kid. And so they are not on the equal plane of... Uh, making the rules and the regulations and setting um, the values for your home. So yes, you're going to be involved. The challenge that we have is what does the involvement look like? Mm. Are we at a point where we have to micromanage? I mean, that's the old helicopter parenting Mm. thing that's in in their business. And there is a time and place for a level of that, but that's not at all what we're talking Mm -hmm. about. In fact, there's a level of trust that we want to begin to develop that Mm. we don't have to micromanage, right? Like if you have somebody that works for you and they are just a great worker Mm -hmm. and they understand the mission of the company and they know the values of the company, you don't have to look over your shoulder every minute to see if they're working. You can trust that they're Mm. getting things done. And so that is our ultimate goal here that we're going to have a level of trust yes. so that we don't have to micromanage. So the, the point is, as a parent, we're going to let go slow. It, obviously, depending on the age, when they're two and three, it's very different than when they're 12 and 13. And so we're going to talk about how do we let go slow in a way that is healthy, that is involved, but not overbearing and micromanaging. Okay. Start with a verse, hun, because I think this is a really important yeah, so, way to start. So, well, the idea here and think about the, this is really the whole foundation of what we need to talk about to begin with. And it's something that there's way too many assumptions made on. Mm. The idea that I have a grounding in how I'm going to parent, that I'm not parenting based off of my mood of the day mm. because my mood of the day or the tantrum of the child right <laughs> and, and so because of that i have to really understand well how am i going to approach this all right and so in proverbs 22 6 it says start children off the way they should go and even when they are old they will not turn from mm. it and so the the key here there's two keys the way they should go and what way is that so that needs to be determined yeah. and then they will not turn from it when they get older because they will see the value in it and so again this is you know, we, we always kind of joke, we're the uh, the last couple generations here have decided that uh, all the people before them didn't know what they were doing in the parenting realm. Mm. And so we've decided that we're going to rewrite all the books and do all the different things. And yeah. we've really come to realize, no, God's word pretty much had it set. Yeah. We just have to understand It's not what about it Googling and YouTube, you know. I mean, that's really not your solution. The now, solution... You, you use the Google for all your medical injuries <laughs> and stuff, so you can go impress your doctor with... WebMD, <laughs> your, right? Yeah. Your doctor says, please quit looking at that garbage. So this is really starts before your child really even has friends outside your home. Okay. This starts with you as a mom and a dad explaining the values of sharing and kindness and self-control and respect. Those are things that you start really early with how they talk to their siblings, how they talk to you. And then maybe you have a little play date and a little child comes over and, and all of a sudden they don't want to share their toys. And so you're, you're really involved in that. You're letting them know, no, that's okay. They're allowed to play with your toys. No, you need to take turns on the slide. Like those are things, even at the park, We've seen that with our grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Man, that little two-year-old man, she wants that slide and someone else is in her way and she just shoves. Like you gotta She's start. She's a bull. <laughs> she- 
<laughs> we won't name any names. But you got to start early in helping them like, no, 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 babe. She needs to go first. She take turns. And that's where we start. Okay. And a lot of parents aren't doing even that. Yeah. So that idea that I'm, I'm giving them opportunities mm-hmm. to be exposed to other kids and then teaching them how to interact with other kids. Mm-hmm. All right. So that whole idea of them knowing give and take back and forth, the good of the, the relationship, you know, supersedes what you want. And so trying to teach your kids to do that. And that doesn't start when all of a sudden they just go to school. Yeah. We want to start this early. So start this early, when yeah. they're one and a half, two, three years old, and they're starting to have, you know, other uh, little toddlers yeah. around just, that's when we start to come in and say, no, nope, you don't yep. do that. Or here, let's go play with this. I love it. Our our grandchildren go to the gym with their mom and there's even like a little daycare there. And so they'll come out and like, mommy, I made a new friend, you know, yeah. like they might not even know the child's name and they made a friend and they maybe they teeter tottered together or they played, you know, cars together. And that's where we want to start perpetuating this idea of friendship and how we treat other people. But remember, mom and dad, how you model friendship is important too. If you say you have a friend, but then you're talking about her at the dinner table behind her back, then you're teaching your child that's how we interact with friends. Yeah, especially when the kids start to get to be like middle school and high school, Mm. they are picking up on your tone about how you talk about other Mm -hmm. people. And, uh, you know, it just sort of becomes their nature of how they handle things, too, Mm -hmm. because they're not going to be corrected. You know, we had a guest the other day, hon, on Strong Dads, who was just a gentleman, uh, not just, but he was a gentleman who'd Mm -hmm. been listening to our show Mm -hmm. and got really excited about the work that we do as dads. And um, he got so excited, he's like, I'd like to share some of my things Mm -hmm. that I do with my kids. So this is not, he's not a psychologist or anything. He just came in and was really excited. His name is Carl Brown. You have to look up that show on Strong Dads. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Carl said that just is, this is the premise of what we're talking about was set some values and then stick to them. And one of them in his house was, you are not allowed to insult anyone. Mm, mm. You're not allowed to insult anyone because the, mm. the purpose of insulting, that there's a difference between insulting and being critical of someone. There's mm. a time to be critical, but an insult has mm. one intention yeah. and that's to knock somebody down below yeah. you, yeah. right? Yeah, I actually had um, a client who told me that one of her and her friends, all they would do is go on social media and they would they would screenshot different funny things about people and they would share them with each other and make fun of those people. Yeah. And, and she's like, I don't want to be that person anymore. And I was so proud of her to catch that in her friendship. Like her friendship, the commonality was putting other people down. Right. Like, is that the kind of friend you want? Is that the kind of person you want to be? And so we got to help our children and to see and think through those critical lens of how am I being a good friend? I just worked with some Girl Scouts recently and I was teaching about friendship and we were teaching the whole idea of asking your friends questions. You know, where do you live? How many siblings do you have? What do you like to do? What's your favorite food? And and then, then you're showing them like, I'm putting your interests above mine. It's not all about you. It's about that other person. And so it's really important to teach them that early. Yeah. And I think it's, as you talk about like that with the Girl Scouts, it's important early on that we surround our kids or at least Mm. be intentional about surrounding our kids 
with kids and mm-hmm. people who have similar values. Yep. That That's not always similar lifestyles. So we're not talking about rural versus right, urban right. lifestyles Rich and stuff like that. poor. No, yeah. we're talking about similar value systems, yeah. right? Because we want our kids to see what it looks like from other people. If you mm-hmm. just lived in your own little shell in your own house, and this happens all the time, right? When we just isolate and insulate our kids, our kids walk out of the world and they mm. see other things and they're like, wait, what's, what is all this stuff? Yeah. So we want our kids to get out and see that even outside of our house, mm-hmm. there are people who think like we do and value like we do. So like whether it's a Girl Scout group, okay, right. they have different, different creeds that they live yeah. by and work by. Whether it's your church and there's a right. certain creed, of course, youth there yeah. in your youth group. Yeah. And surrounding your kids with those kind of mm-hmm. kids, it allows your kids to get a level of security like, mm-hmm. okay, like I know I'm going to get out of this group of people. Yeah, and or a club, you know, is, is we're moving kind of an older age now, junior high and high school, the key club, FCCLA, you know, drama club, places where they're going to serve and give back or do things together. I mean, those are areas where your kids, the band, I mean, there's there's so many opportunities nowadays for our kids. And I don't want you to overschedule your kids, but I don't want you to let them sitting there coming off the bus to an empty home playing four hours of video games and wondering why they feel depressed and lonely. Yeah. You know, we've got to help our kids get connected to the people that are going to have some kind of purpose in their life, some kind of drive, some kind of value system. And if it's a sport, you know, not only are you going to be around other kids who are driven in a sport, but you're also around coaches mm-hmm. that hopefully are going to speak the same language that you've been speaking about, you know, being driven and being, you know, self-control and about working hard and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. this The next area I want to go to here, this is, this is so important. Think about what we're going to say here with the idea of, especially when we get our kids into the later elementary and into middle school and high school, this is critical to see how your kids are going to do. So we first have to teach our kids how to assimilate, right? right. How to get into a group. And and that's hard. Like some kids will just jump right in. We have mm-hmm. one son who will jump into any group. We, we travel. Talks to total and strangers. We'll, we'll go to church. And the first thing he'll say is like, I wonder if they have a youth group I can go to. Yeah, rather I met than go, five new friends. Right. And, and like he's on a different side of the world. He has no clue who these people are. But we have other kids who mm. are, they are so challenged to go out and meet even one new person. So giving yeah. them the basic skills of knowing how to ask some simple questions, knowing how to sit back and value other people and all that. But, but here's the key right here. I need to teach my kids how to assimilate into other groups. But I need to teach them how to defend themselves. Stand up for their How beliefs. to stand up for yeah. their values. And the, the, the only way my kid's going to know that is if it's clearly defined, that they know what is valuable, that mm-hmm. they know what is important. And if I don't have that clearly defined, then mm-hmm. somebody else will define it for my kid. And if it happens to be the kid mm. that's the most popular or outgoing or outspoken, and my kid is a little bit of a step behind in terms mm-hmm. of following, then that will be the person who teaches my kids the values and they my kid will have no reason to defend anything and we're not going to go down this road because we did a whole show on gender confusion and we really encourage you to go back and listen to that but do you hear what merle said this is where our kids are feeling lost and alone and they're just going to gravitate to whoever will reach out to them and sometimes it's a boy or girl of the same sex who tells them 
I have a crush on you. And I think you like me. And because there's feeling kind of out of sorts and kind of feeling disconnected, they're going to be drawn to that. And so I'm just telling you, that's the epidemic we're, epidemic we're in right now is our kiddos not being connected, not having a way kind of defined for them and someone else telling them this is the way to go. Right. And so as, as being parents, Guys, we have got to establish the value system, all mm-hmm. right? And, and obviously, you're listening to a faith-based message here. And so we uh, set our foundation on the values of Christ and what he uh, puts out there mm-hmm. in terms of his word. So, um, and again, that's obviously what we're going to support. But even if you didn't do that, you better establish mm. some values. Otherwise, your kids yeah. are going to be conflicted, and then they're going to put conflict in your home. Yeah. I love this verse out of Proverbs. 1320 it says walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm so you've got to help your kids walk with the wise okay and 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 i'm just telling you that's through sports that's through clubs that's through youth groups that's through young life which a lot of you guys don't know about it's a national organization of just an ecumenical group of students who are coming together and they just want to worship and serve and and learn about jesus in a outside of a church home, but just in a group setting. And so limit the exposure of those fools, okay, and flood their life and their schedule and surround them with the wise. And and that's got to be help from you, especially if they're not driving yet. You got to do this before they drive because mm-hmm. once they have keys in a car, <laughs> your influence is limited. Yes, it drops quickly at yeah. that point. So hon, that gets me to the next part of the idea of talk frequently with yeah. your kids about friends yeah. and, and about what that looks like. Talk with them about their friends. You yeah. can't do this. Like if you're a disengaged parent and you don't know your kids' friends and you never talk about it, the one day that they finally upset you about their friends and you say, come on, we need to talk and figure out this mm. friend thing, you're going to get very limited information, very guarded information. But we make it a point and <laughs> our kids kind of, our kids know where this kind conversation is going to go. When we have dinner time together, we have our regular conversations and questions, but we're always inquiring about, well, who are you hanging around? Well, what's so-and-so up to? Because we do Mm -hmm. want to know. And, you know, uh, we do want to make sure that the people they're hanging around are going to, for sure, at least not be um, Mm -hmm. uh, separating them from our family values, but at least, you know, supporting them at some level. Yeah, we'll ask them who they're sitting around at lunch. And, you know, that that sometimes sparks difficult conversations like nobody. I don't have anybody at my lunch hour, you know, and so we have to talk about that. And how do we help them kind of reengage with somebody else? You know, hon, I remember our oldest son, we lived in a subdivision and there were kids around and they would play all the time and they played sports together. And and that doesn't always mean it's going to go well. And we knew these parents even. And at some point, one of our sons stopped hanging around those kids. And I remember asking him, like, why don't you just get on the street and see if so-and-so wants to play? And I will never forget our son says, Mom, I don't think you want me to play mm-hmm. with them and hang out with them. And, and it was kind of that junior high age where start, things were starting to change and they were starting to do things that he knew we wouldn't approve of and that he didn't like. And so he just stopped. And, and that conversation was an eye-opener for me, like, oh, had no idea. 
Mm. And here I am pushing him into something that wouldn't have gone well. And, and I want to flip the script on that too, because this is something that a lot of our parents fail to see or don't want to see. If you've all of a sudden noticed that your son or daughter doesn't have friends mm. or doesn't have the friends they used to have. What's going on? Those other people might be doing that to your kid. In yeah. other words, they might your kid might be the one who is doing mm-hmm. things, making choices, saying things that is mm-hmm. not in line with what those other kids value. Yeah. And all of a sudden your kid's kind of this lonely kid. Mm-hmm. And they're wondering where where'd my friends go? And mm-hmm. and you'll hear comments like, Well, I just don't like to hang around them anymore. Yeah. Or I don't know what the problem is, or oh, they yeah. hang around so and so now and you Mm. don't let that be this whole idea of hmm they all keep dumping my poor son i wonder what's wrong with my Mm. or you know what's wrong with those people why are they doing it to my son it might be your kid and i think that's that's an eye-opener right like we've had that conversation in our home of Mm -hmm. like well why do you seem to keep going through friends what Mm -hmm. what are you doing Mm -hmm. that seems to drive people away because it's not all the friends maybe that had the issue yeah and that's why we're really big on you're not quit in a sport once you start because usually it's because the coach told them something they didn't like or, or they have a disagreement with somebody on the team. So we work through that. Like, why do you want to quit? Or maybe they're getting lazy and they just don't feel like, you know, putting the effort in. So we really try to say, no, you started it. You're going to finish it. Now, right. next year you decide you don't want to. You're going to do something, though. <laughs> you're not going to sit home all day on a computer or on a game system and just hide in your room. Like, that's not okay, mom and dad. That's not okay. We're setting them up for failure. Our kids are disconnecting and disengaging from real life, face-to-face relationships, and it's making them suffer, and it's it's really building that anxiety and depression Mm. and hopelessness. Yeah. So let's say now we've gone through some of these elementary years, and now we're getting to that middle school, uh, high school time. And your kids, whether you like it or not, are going to be out of your sight and they're going to have the opportunity to choose friends Mm. or to be chosen by friends. No apologies need to take place here. There are no apologies. You need to state what it is that you expect out of your kids in terms of when they select friends. I mean, this is not like this guessing game. Let's just be very clear. You know what? If you're going to hang around these these kiddos, you make sure they are, whether it's they're nice Mm -hmm. or they're responsible or they're hardworking or they're trustworthy, but this is not a guess. We're going to lay it out there because these are the same things that you're going to hold your kid to. If your kid is disrespectful or not trustworthy and they bring that into your home as a parent, you're going to be jumping on their case. You want them to start to hold that, their friend uh, relationships to that same level. So talk about it often. You don't need to beat the dead horse, right? But you do need to state it with, you know, uh, hey, I don't know this person you're hanging with right now but i'm trusting but, uh, you that, i'm trusting that yeah. you're choosing good people yeah. to hang around this is where i feel like my mom and dad dropped the ball where they really didn't ask questions like do they do drugs you know are they sneaking out like and and they're you know most teens are gonna lie but what we do is because <laughs> i would have but but what but what that would have done is is that the expectation is like i i'm i'm expecting that i'm trusting you and until until I find out you've lied to me, I'm going to trust you, okay? Because we've been building up all to this point. Now you have a license and you have keys to your car. And so you're going out and, and we, you know, 
clearly what we expect and what we want for you. And so we want you to have your friends over. We want to drive in the car with them. We want to have them at the dinner table because we're going to kind of test what you told us about your friends Mm -hmm. with what we're seeing. And if there's not a match here, we're going to kind of follow up on that. Like, hey, you said this person is trustworthy, but he says he sneaks out, you know, so like we're really going to follow up with some of these conversations. Yeah. As you said, like we invite him over like, well, you know, you said you want to go hang out with so and so have him come on over here and let's hang out for a little bit. And, you know, as a parent, you're going to get a good idea of at least what Mm -hmm. your kid's being exposed to. So don't avoid that. And let's go to that whole idea. Let's say that. Um, our kid who we, we've shown them all the values, yeah. right? We've done what we thought we needed to do as parents, but they start hanging out with the wrong crowd, mm. right? They start doing things that we don't too much appreciate and we see that it might or is leading them to a bad place. Mm. What do we do? Well, I think you need to go back to that verse we talked about in Proverbs where we walk with the wise and we limit their exposure to the fools. And so that's when you say, hey, I don't dislike this person, but you two are not good together and you're making bad choices together. And so we're going to limit him over or you going to their house. You're not spending the night at their house because I don't trust what's going on there. So if he wants to, he can come here, okay, or you cannot hang out. And so again, they may sneak they're they're very sneaky and that's a possibility but you have got to have that child responsible for their own behavior we're not blaming so and so and so and so if they get suspended or if they get arrested Mm. it's going to be like hey the buck stops with you buddy yeah you've known all along what we've expected and what we want for you and you're choosing to walk with the fool's yeah, man, that's a great point, hun. And and I think parents sometimes can get soft on this because oh, they, they do. They, they get feel a little down. guilty, and they they they'd rather go this way. Listen, I'm going to give you a second chance. Listen, the second chance can be given, but not in that direction. What mm-hmm. we would uh, ask you to consider is if your child made or teen made a poor decision in hanging with the wrong kid. All right, <laughs> and there's trouble that comes out of that. Fully let your kid experience the consequences. Yes. All right. Whether it is even an involvement with the law, yeah. uh, suspension from school, do not go and try to fight for your kid in that situation. Mm. Right. You. This is a great opportunity for the impact to be strong yes. and real. <laughs> yes. All right. I'd rather them go. Don't save them. Whoa. I mm-hmm. don't ever want to go back and experience yes. that again. This is a great time of hard correction, yeah. and it may even seem harsh, but I'd rather it be harsh and yeah. strong and effective versus us going, oh, you know what? I'm going to give that school a call and I'm going to give them, oh. give them my two cents worth and I'm going to fight for this. And the next thing you know, my kid's idea of defending their values that we gave them become softer. Yeah. Eh, you know, I don't, yep. I don't really have to defend this. So yep. let them experience this. Uh, there's always room for discussion here in terms of if my kid was truly, if there was an injustice done to them. But I will tell you, let's just say <laughs> that our kid goes out and they're driving around with their buddies and they're all drinking in the car, okay? And my kid decides, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to drink in the car. And the car gets pulled over. Mm. And all of a sudden, the police go over and they arrest these kids. Okay. And my kid comes to me and says, Dad, Dad, I wasn't even drinking. I wasn't even drinking. 
listen, I want my kid to fully experience whatever the law is going to have them experience because they were in association. They made a Mm -hmm. choice to go there. They did not stand, even if they were in there, they could have been in there and they could have said, and this is, I would love to see the strength. Drop me off. Yeah, (laughs) drop me off. Guys, if you're going to do this, just drop me off. Let me get off. I'll call my parents here. I'm not going to do this. That's the kind of strength that we want to see in our kids because they know the value is so important to protect. Companion of fools suffers harm. I had a friend in high school who wanted to go into medical school and um, he was a friend of a friend basically, but he got pulled over with marijuana in the car. And back then that goes on your record. He was 18 Mm -hmm. and he was unable to go to medical school. It changed the course of his life because of what was in his car and what he got caught with. And so I'm just saying that you're your decisions today have long-lasting consequences. It could lose you a scholarship. It could cut you out of school or, you know, whatever. And and so we've got to help our kids realize that your decisions, you know, with freedom comes responsibility. And that's why we'll say if you got caught driving and drinking with your buddies, you lose your car keys, you mm-hmm. lose your phone, like you can't be trusted. And, and you're going to slowly earn that back through little bits of trust, but we're not going to throw you back into that, hey, sure, you can go over to that guy's house with a party. No, that's the same kid you got arrested with. No, you're not going there. So yes, you are to intervene here, okay, to help them see this is not okay. Now, when they're 18 and they don't like your rules and they don't want to listen to you, there's the door. And we've said that to parents many, many times, Mm -hmm. that you stand your ground. Don't give up. Don't wear out. Stand your ground and make them choose. Okay, do I want to be walking with the wise or do I want to be a companion of fools? When you say, hey, there's the door, Mm. okay, to to your 18-year-old who is not wanting to follow the values that you have in your home, that is the ultimate show of love. Mm. right it's hard that is the ultimate show of love it is the ultimate because you're saying we love you so much that we can't watch you do these things yes and so if you're going to do this you'll have to do it on your own that doesn't mean my door is forever closed to you but there are going to be parameters that i put on you coming and engaging with this family. And so that is the ultimate show of love, all right? That's, you know, we do that in our Christian walk. We are forgiven, but that doesn't mean we don't have to pay the consequences of, right? Right. And so we, every day, this is what we work with, right? People who have made mistakes in their life and they have to try to make it right. And in the making it right process is growth, all right? That's when we become humble. That's when we go to our knees and go, wow, I need some help here. So believe us here when we say it may not feel good Mm. when you tell your kid, your teenager, that you need to look for some other place to live, but it is the ultimate show of love, and it is only through their maturity and their humbleness that they will see that. Yeah. So this is what we do every day. We work with parents. We work with teenagers. We work with young adults who are right on that line of trying to sow their oats and make their own decisions and have that freedom. But yet they still live under your roof and they're still wanting you to pay their car insurance or pay, <laughs> buy their food. And so, you know, you have some control here. You have some power. And I'm not saying you should 
helicopter over them or like lord over them, but please stand for what's important and what's going to bring some long lasting success for your children. Yeah. Hun, as we close out, you just kind of prompt me. I don't know how often we hear there's nothing left I can do. Nothing works. Mm. And, and that is just so untrue. Okay. If they are living under your roof, mm. okay, then the fact that they're under your roof, yes. all right, you are a provider. And so uh, you have a lot of different things that you can do to say, hey, listen, this is this is the influence I have and I yeah. want to use it positively. But yeah. at the end of the day, you're not going to be a wrecking ball to what yeah. we value as a family. But, right? but unfortunately, we've got teenagers who are punching, kicking, cussing out, you know, it's crazy. They're doing anything they want. It's like it's like the wild, wild west where there's no rules and no authority. And that's just not, that's not of the Lord. And that's not healthy. And that's not what you have to settle for as a parent. Please, please hear us. There is help available. So please call us at 812-576-ROCK or you know, look us up on our website, rocksolidfamilies.org. We are here to help you. Please don't settle for something less than God's best for you as a parent or your kids or your whole family. Yeah. So this week, as you uh, walk out of this show and start to see your kids, just take a look, check mm-hmm. into their, their their friend world. All right. Yeah. Be involved in that. Engage. Um, yes. Engagement is the right word. You know, be involved with that and, and just let your kids know what you stand for and yep. what the expectation is in your home. And if we, the younger we start, the less confusion we're going to cause to them when all of a sudden we surprise them, right, yeah. with what we expect. Yeah, and and we have five children, and our oldest is thirty. And I'm just telling you, it's so cool when you can celebrate with your kids and their friends as they get married and have babies and start jobs. I mean, we even have some now friends of our kids who are coaching and teaching and it's just like oh it's so amazing that we had a part in just that life that they created together and it was healthy and it was strong and they're not perfect they made mistakes yeah but absolutely the fact and so is, did we right in the parenting yes, process <laughs> but we were engaged and and that just brought huge blessings for our kids and our family all right so we want to thank you for listening to rock solid radio we want to thank maxwell construction along with casey's outdoor solutions we would also ask if you like what you're listening to if you think there's value please give us mm-hmm. five star ratings please share our shows uh, you know uh, as we say so many times maybe what the topic that we're talking today doesn't hit you but i'll bet if you give a good five seconds of thought you know somebody it can help so please share the show with them help us get these kind of messages out we appreciate greatly all of you out there who are listening and supporting what we do here at rock solid radio as well as rock solid families so hun sign us off yeah so thank you so much for listening to rock solid radio building a stronger community one family at a time make it a great day I wonder how many of my friends' parents didn't like me. (laughs) Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions. Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. They offer a wide selection of high-quality plants, landscaping materials, and home decor. They do amazing high-quality work and can help you transform your indoor and outdoor living spaces into something beautiful. So stop by Casey's Outdoor Solutions today and let them know you appreciate their support for Rock Solid Radio. Visit Casey's today at 
21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Maxwell Construction, who has been our sponsor since the very beginning. For over 30 years, Maxwell has delivered the highest quality projects by holding to their core values of customer satisfaction, positive attitude, respect, and excellence. So if you have any kind of commercial construction need, give Maxwell Construction a call today at 812-537-2200. 